Wow, you went back to get the old one, man. This is old, the old Doctor Who theme. Uh, AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Matt McNeil Show. There you go. Uh, this, uh, okay, I, this is this is one of those ow, the, the, the segments here where this is about me. I got my radio show. I'm doing it about me because this is the stuff that I like. You're more than welcome to come along with it. It's just this is stuff I like. I love Doctor Who. I'll get into that here in just a little bit. Greg Bakken from Ghost Box Radio. You can hear it here on the weekends. He, um, I was stunned because uh, I saw you were out working with the, they had the, the, the Doctor Who convention, was it a week and a half ago? Yeah, it was. And, and I have to say, Matt, I've never in my life expected to be introed on a radio show with the Doctor Who theme music. That was uh, pretty amazing, I have to admit. Well, we're, we're we had to, you know, seriously, we could do it. We could do our own podcast on this stuff, man. I, I'm <laughs> a huge Doctor Who fan. Now, I'm going to ask you first how did you get into Doctor Who? Oh my goodness! Well, I was going. When was the first time you younger. saw the TARDIS and stuff? I was a little bit younger than I am now. Uh, probably I was about ten years old, I think, when I really got into it on uh, KTCA Channel Two here in the cities. And uh, just you know, and, and it's funny when we were at council room, uh, the, the convention uh, a week and a half ago. We all, a lot of us friends, had a kind of similar story getting into it with having a parent say to us, you might want to check this out. And then we became lifelong fans. So I actually got into it in 1984. And I had uh, my first Doctor Who experience was with Peter Davison as the Doctor in a story called The Visitation. The Visit, nicely done. Because I can tell you the truth. My first Doctor Who, the fourth Doctor, Santarin Experiment. The, uh, yes. So here's my weird story. I was a kid in Rhode Island. It's the mid-70s. You'd come home from school. You would watch, what, Hogan's Heroes, Gilligan's Island, Brady Bunch. And one day, they tried to syndicate Doctor Who in the United States. And I turn on the TV, and I see the Sontaran experiment, which was a kind of an odd one. It's a two-parter. You know, that that happened in in, in the, the first year of the fourth Doctor, Tom Baker, the guy with the long scarf. And, you know, I, I, I watched that. Then came Genesis of the Daleks, which, I mean, if you're going to dive in, off you go. Revenge of the Cybermen was the next one. You know, and it just, it kind of got better and better. Terror of the Zygons, Planet of Evil, Seeds of Doom. Seeds of Doom, yep. man. Just I, and, I, and I could not take, I mean, I couldn't get enough. I mean, I, I, I still remember, I think, I, I don't know, the Robots of Death or Horror of Fang Rock are, I think, two of the best stories ever written of any science fiction. And I love them both. Yes. And and, yep. and so I was hooked. The problem was they ran all these shows once and then they died. And that's when PBS started picking them up. And mm-hmm. at least in the mid 70s. And that's when I, I kind of late 70s. And that's when I, you know, I was able to kind of, you know, see out and kind of follow through. Saw my first third doctor story. Saw, of course, the fifth doctor stories. And yeah, I've been a huge fan ever since. Yeah, no, there's there's something about it. That, uh, I mean, especially those early years of getting into it, and now there's so much, so much of the series out there, but getting back, getting into it when you like young and you, it's all new and you don't even, it's, it's almost overload, but it's a good overload because it's just so much to learn and just, you're just taking it in. And you, you did watch it in season 12, 
that has Santarn Experiment, Genesis Daleks, Revenge of the Cybermen. Those, that's my, one of my favorite seasons of the entire run. And, uh, what, what, a, what a way to get into it, man. Wow. Oh, well, and you know, you talk about it. I mean, back in the seventies, it was, I was really the pariah. I mean, you either were Star Wars, <laughs> Star Trek, and I mean, I'm Dr. Who, you know, and you're off in oh, the yeah. corner and you're oh, kind yeah. of a pariah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where, it's amazing to me to watch the popularity of the show. Matt Smith on the cover of Entertainment Weekly, you know, they, they, mm-hmm. the, the launch and, and, and they've, they've done the show so well on the relaunch. David Tennant, of course, probably on par with Tom Baker is for many people, their favorite doctor. Matt Smith had a great mm-hmm. run. Peter Capaldi had a great run. You know, you, you, you just, you know, and where Jody Whitaker is just finishing up her run. I thought she did a fantastic job with it. I really enjoyed a lot of her stories. You know, it it's the greatest catch of all time, I think, in science fiction, that you can basically have the same character, but because of regeneration, it can, you just all of a sudden, the guy decides, the actor decides, I've had enough, we regenerate, off we go. And it's kept the show going for, are we getting close to its 60th anniversary now, right? This uh, 2023, uh, November 23rd, 2023 is the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. Absolutely. It's unbelievable. You talk about the the convention you were at because you I saw this and by the way I want to apologize God I would have been there even with even with my injury I would have been there in a heartbeat uh, the, the, uh, if I known especially I known you were gonna be you know you kind of you were a guest and you helped moderate a few yeah. of the panels at uh, at the Comic Con right or the the Doctor Who Con absolutely it's uh, it's called Council Room and uh, based on the you know the fact that the TARDIS the the ship that the Doctor time travels in has a console room so it's called console room and the convention had been going it's this last uh one that we just did was the 10th console room so i mean there's been 10 of them it's been going on for a while now and you know matt i I think the thing about this convention is that it you know and i've i've gone all over the world to doctor conventions and there's something about console room that is very minnesotan in a good way that it's it's so it's so homegrown, and it really cares about the details of the attendees that show up there. Little little things that make the experience much better. And then they'll bring in guests. They had this year. They had Sophie Aldred, who played Ace during the Seventh Doctor era, and was in the most recent episode of Doctor Who to air, The Power of the Doctor, the final Jodie Whittaker episode. And then also had Tommy Knight, who was in Sarah Jane Adventures. So it was pretty cool. And I had the absolute honor of uh, interviewing Sophie Aldred on stage and that was that was phenomenal that was a lot of fun well and it was great because obviously it, it kind of you know that that appearance she just had with Jodie Whittaker kind of closed up in a, a gap that she had within the storyline you know it's it you know it I think it's fun I think one of the things that people like I like about Doctor Who is it's not only the stars and the celebrity People love the writing. They love the writers. They love the special yeah. effects guys. They love the people that compose the music. And, you know, you you can really, there is a connection to it because it's it's thinking man science fiction. And I, I was, and it was interesting. I was listening to uh, an interview with Stacey Abrams, who was a big Trekkie, and she said, the reason I like Star Trek over Star Wars is Star Wars, even though in space, is a fantasy film. Star Trek, you're based on science. And that's one of the things I love about Doctor Who is that there is a science behind it that it's it's kind of yeah. there is there is a an, a concept here that's more than just you know we're going to have the adventure of the week and and i think that that's one of the reasons why you can't just be a 
a science fiction writer, you have to have, you know, a lot of science involved in it, too. And I think that's one of the reasons why so many people are big fans of his show. And I think, too, uh, because it's a, it's a show that uh, can go anywhere in time and space, can do anything, it be about anything. It doesn't, it doesn't have to stick within the lines. There is no lines. There, it, is, it can be about anything. But something else, Matt, that really hit me when I was actually talking, interviewing Sophie Aldred on stage, a fan comes up because we have microphones where they can ask questions. It's not just me doing it the whole time because we want to have access to, you know, give access for everybody. And a woman came up, and she was very, very nervous. And she said, uh, Sophie, do you think the character of Ace uh, could be, uh, could be um, bi or lesbian? Uh, could be any? And, and Sophie's just without a beat. She's like, absolutely. You know, she could be, she absolutely can be that. And it's like, well, that's because Doctor Who is a very safe show. It's a safe place. It, 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 it treats everybody well. It treats everyone equally. And that's something that is just, and it was long before it became acceptable in, uh, in, in genre television. It's always been that way. It's always been about you know, the, the greater good and that making everyone feel accepted. And that's something that really has resonated these 60 years. The, the show um, finally got to, you know, it, it became kind of obvious that they, you know, if you're going to have all these regenerations, at what point mm-hmm. is it going to be someone other than a white British man? Uh, Jody Whitaker came in. I, I think the way they handled this, they did it very well. I mean, there, as you say, you're dealing with 60 years of history where this question of representation is, mm-hmm. is a relatively modern one. And I think, and frankly, I, I'm just, I'm very impressed in how they pulled that off. And it's not that, I mean, I, I've always been impressed with, oh God, I could have gone for at least two more years of Capaldi with, uh, with uh, Bill and, and Nardle. Oh, yeah. yeah, easy. And, yeah. But I mean, I think the way they kind of set that season up, the final season of Capaldi to get into Jodie Whittaker and, and, and the character today, I, I think it is more representative. And whereas I think some people were afraid it would turn off fans, I, I don't think it, I mean, there's always going to be some fans whose favorite doctor is a different doctor this one, but I, I already know some people that feel Jodie Whittaker was the best doctor. And so it's, it's kind of, it's one of those things where I think that the way that the writers handled it with the inclusivity, with the idea of, okay, we need to just make sure we're representing all peoples here. I think they did a magnificent job. Yeah. Once again, I mean, the, just like the series, the doctor could be anything, you know, someday, you know, it turns out that the doctor regenerates into like uh, some sort of green worm or something. I mean, technically, who's to say that, that the doctor can't do that? But the thing is, it's like it keeps evolving and it keeps moving forward. And and uh, that's that's the cool thing. And I think what it does, it helps people, the viewers become more accepted with with different races and stuff. It's something that really just, you know, they look at doctor as the doctor as a hero. And that's where you're seeing a character doing good. People are going to want to do good because they want to emulate what that what their hero does, I think. Yeah, and I, I think that it, they did a very I, – I go back to season, was it, 37 or the current season 30, 11 – 
with the Rosa series, the Rosa story, I thought that, you know, yep. where they went back there and kind of addressed a lot of the things with Rosa Parks, I thought was very interesting. Um, I also was, well, we'll, we'll bring that up. I love your kind of concept of he could be anything. If you go back to the eighth doctors, you know, where <laughs> I guess I'm nerd, I'm a nerd on this. I love it. The eighth <laughs> doctors night of the doctor story where, you know, yeah. he basically can regenerate any way he wants to, you know, it, I think it, it brings out uh, the case. I, I, my, my kids, you talked about your parents bringing in the kids. I have tried to get them to watch it as much. Now, don't get me wrong. They love David Tennant. They like Matt Smith. Those were the doctors for them. They liked them quite a bit. They kind of got out of it a little bit here. But trying to get them to go back and watch kind of the cheesy special effects of the old Doctor Who series, it is a bit of a tough sell sometimes for the modern oh. kid. Matt, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. I never see a cheesy special effects in Doctor <laughs> Who. I've always, I have always watched it with with beautiful rose tinted glasses and and a love for for my favorite show. So you when know, was, the thing is, like BB, I was just gonna say BBC always says like, oh yeah, when the when the, all the all the like the sets would wobble when you walk through the door and they're talking about <laughs> Doctor Who, but it's like. No, BBC. All of your shows had the sets wobble oh, when they you walked through the door. They so did. Not, don't 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 pick on Doctor Who about that. <laughs> well, I remember watching Robot, the first one with the fourth Doctor, and I kept saying to myself, you know, I do need to replace the dryer uh, vent thing. Yeah, you know, just it, it just kind of crossed. It was more of a helpful hint for me. Thank you very much, Doctor Who. You've helped with home improvement. Uh, the <laughs> I do love it. I love the show. I could talk about this all the time. But I do want to mention they are, they already have planned next year's uh, convention, right? They have. It's going to be it's it's a year from now. So you know, go go to console-room.com now to get your tickets. But it's going to be uh, let's see, January twelfth through fourteenth at the Bloomington Hilton or the Airport Hilton, I should say. Um, and there aren't any guests confirmed yet, but there will be. I mean, they always get Doctor Who guests to go there, so. Yeah, definitely go to console-room.com and and sign up because it's going to be worth it. I guarantee that. And and I I'm going to I'll be there next year. I'll I'll come on down. Absolutely, I look forward to it because it's it's like I said. Once you are once you find your crew, that's where you go with it. I I did want to mention though, uh, going back to Ghostbox Radio, you had a little bit of an adventure when you were at the Grant House up in Rush City, right? Yeah, we did. We certainly did back in November when we were last there. We, my as Char Savoy, who does uh, guest hosts for the show on occasion, her and I do a class together, and uh, we took our students at the end of every class. We take them to normally the Grand House to do an investigation, and we had quite the uh, quite the experience there that took place over eighteen minutes across the entirety of the hotel, and uh, we're going to be doing a teach-out of that this Wednesday, which, you know, just a couple days from now, February 1st, at Billy's Bar and Grill in Anoka, Ghost Stories and Beyond, as we do that every month. And this month, we're going to be focusing on that. We have a lot of recordings we're going to play and a lot of other things we're going to do. And the, and the actual students who investigate it, they're going to be talking about it and teaching it out to us. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is February 1st, 6.30 p.m. at Billy's. Uh, up in Anoka, and in, in, like I said, you're 18 minutes of nonstop paranormal activity at the Grant House. That, yeah. If you're a fan, if you're a fan of ghosts, you know that's Wednesday night. That's where you need to be uh, with Greg. 
Uh, it is $10 per person, but once again, you get in there and you're going to have, you're obviously going to have a, a, quite a bit of time and a lot to discuss. I imagine you're going to be taking a lot of questions, too. I, I imagine so. I think it's going to be a very active night for sure. All righty. That's coming up. I'll make sure I put that out there. Once again, that's coming up on Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. at Billy's Bar and Grill in Anoka with Greg Bakken. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the next convention from Dr. Who convention, we'll make sure I link to that as well. Once again, that's going to be next January, but you know, I'm going to presume, I, have they invited you back? Or are you going to go back and do some more of that hosting if they ask you? Well, I, I certainly hope they invite me back as a guest. Uh, but, uh, if, if they don't, which they better, if they don't though, uh, I would definitely still take part however they want me to, because it's so much fun. I, I it, it, it's, it's very cool to see one of your favorite things you know, have its own, its own convention here in town. And so very cool here. Ghost box radio set, uh, is, uh, up on uh, Sunday nights, five to 6 PM. The replay is on Saturday nights from uh, at, uh, eight to 9 PM. And, uh, of course, once again, we do want to encourage you. It, I, I know it's a, a year out. We did, they just finished this last one, but it's a year out. Make sure you head on over to the, uh, console room, the Minnesota's Doctor Who convention. What's the website once again for that? It is uh, console-room.com. I'll make sure I link to that as well. Uh, Greg, as always, good luck on Wednesday night. Thank you very much. Congratulations on hosting some of those. And uh, I look forward to uh, being in a few of your uh, presentations next year. Absolutely. Thank you, Matt. You bet. Greg Bakken from Ghost Box Radio, kind enough to join us here today. And once again, do want to remind you, Wednesday night uh, uh, on, on February 1st, uh, up at Billy's in Anoka, stop on by for that. Uh, it sounds like he's got a lot of great content to go with Ghost Box Radio on that. We'll take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.